The Supreme Court has ruled that Family First does not qualify for charitable status. After a legal fight which lasted almost a decade, the court ruled that expressing a viewpoint was not an automatic disqualifier, but that charities must genuinely seek to educate rather than to solely advocate for a political position. I sat down with Family First Chief Executive Bob McCoskery and asked him for his reaction to the ruling. Well, we obviously disagreed with it uh, vehemently. We think they've got it wrong. Uh, and I think most people that have contacted us about it are concerned about it and simply they're questioning the consistency because what the, what the court said was that our, our education attempts had veered into um, advocacy and therefore we were pushing a view and they didn't think a charity should do that. But my, my question back to them and to, to people who perhaps are applauding the decision is, well, uh, Greenpeace presented a 100,000 petition on Thursday at Parliament that's advocacy, they're pushing a view. Uh, the Helen Clark Foundation and the Drug Foundation were promoting legalisation of cannabis mm. while we were opposing it. They were pushing a view as well. So I think our concern is that it's not fair uh, and simply we need to be consistent about whether charities can do political advocacy. Mm. The question isn't necessarily whether they can do advocacy, it's what that advocacy yes. is informed by, yeah. isn't it? And I know the Supreme Court said that family first advocacy is not fair, balanced or respectful. Now I'm going to ask you about those education points in a couple of minutes, mm. but is there, is there any way for you to regain your charitable status? Well, can I just answer that, that claim? That was made by one judge of five. Four judges did yeah. not make that statement. And we reject that because we believe that in the debate we have been respectful. People will disagree with what mm. we say, but we, you know, this is part of uh, public debate. You, you often don't like people's views, but that's if if our if our if our argument is so weak right. that we can't have the dissent, then we probably need to go away and work on our argument again, don't right. we? Because we just we need to be able to have that melding of ideas. And look, Sue Barker, the charities law mm. uh, expert, she said that. We've been penalised not for breaking the law. Mm. We've been penalised for entering the democratic process. Now, most people see that as unfair. Yeah, well, we've got you here so that you mm. can express yeah, your views, and, 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 and we're interested in hearing those arguments. So, again, is there any way for you to regain that charitable status? No, that, that was the end of the line right. in terms of court processes. Ten years, it's cost us about three quarters of a million dollars um, because we've been fighting this on the basis that the danger is that when the court determines what can be mm. and can't be said by charities, we're in a dangerous place. Okay, now you talked about Greenpeace and those other organisations, the Helen Clark Foundation and the Drug Foundation, yeah. by, by matter of comparison. And, and of can, course, look, can I clarify? that we're not saying that they should be deregistered. I actually think they should be registered. I right. think we, we just want a level playing field. Okay, and, and let's talk about that because the, there is an interesting distinction when it comes to that point around education. And the Supreme Court said that you can be a charity if you show that you are providing some sort of educational value. So when compared to Greenpeace, who went through a similar process to have their charitable status affirmed, the Supreme Court found that Greenpeace had, quote, independent scientific research, objective, neutral and balanced, based on industry standard modelling techniques, and was peer-reviewed by an appropriately qualified independent person. Thus, the means by which education was said to be advanced was demonstrably unbiased and neutral, and we do not consider this can be said of much of the material on which Family First relies in this case. And I've been through your website, I've been through the bits that say research, and it's clear that there isn't 
much peer-reviewed, robust academic literature or research that you have been publishing. So th there is quite a clear distinction with Family First and Greenpeace on that argument. Well, uh, we actually put some evidence up and it was put up by Professor Paul Moon from AUT about the whole peer review process because what we actually found was that many charities publish research, they basically present their ideas, they mm. present the research that backs up that view uh, and, and not, of, not all of it is peer-reviewed. But, see, I found that comment but, but by the, the Greenpeace court... Greenpeace was, though. That's the argument, though. The, the well, Green, Greenpeace does have... They, I mean, this is what the Supreme Court's saying, right? If you they, can persuade saying, me that Greenpeace isn't pushing a view, then that, I... That's that, not the yeah. argument, though. No, I, I think we all agree that Greenpeace yeah. is advocating. But the point is whether or not Greenpeace is relying on robust, independently reviewed research, and the court found that Greenpeace is, but that Family First isn't. And, and from having been on your website, I can't yeah. see any evidence that w would argue that. No, well, that's, I mean, that's up for debate whether their research stands up to scrutiny mm. for Greenpeace. And in our case, I found it a slight, uh, because our reports had been written by people such as Professor Rex Ardar at Otago University. Mm. It had been written by Australian biothesist Dr. Gregory Pike by a UK psychologist expert, Rx Sigmund, around screen time and around uh, childcare. And even Are Lindsay Mitchell, who's a... So, yes, they were reviewed, but um, it's peer how you reviewed. define peer review. Mm. Because the thing is, we had uh, experts in the field who reviewed the papers, but peer review is when you publish them in a journal. Mm. Uh, and so we, we had them checked. But I tell you what, Jack, nobody has actually challenged the factual basis of what we're saying. They've simply challenged the view that comes from those reports. Right, well, I'm just going from the Supreme Court argument, mm. and one yeah. of them is that to be a charity, you have, yeah. to, you have to have this educational standard. Yeah. And, and that's the distinction that's been found. And I'm just mm. saying from having been on your website, yeah. a lot of the stuff under the research folder on your website is mm. like you making videos and that sort of thing, yeah. as opposed to peer-reviewed, robust peer-reviewed industry standard research. The other point... You might that, not have looked at the right... Um, well, I looked at uh, research. <laughs> I looked at research. So I don't know where else to look. But, um, but, but, but hang on, let me, let me yeah. ask the second point, because the, the second point that was argued in the Supreme Court mm. was about the benefit to the community. Yes. And I know you will have seen on page 49 of the Supreme Court's decision, they said family first purposes are themselves discriminatory. Yeah. And I know that that is an inflammatory term, so mm. I wanted to throw it over to you. How would you define discrimination? Well, discrimination, I mean, they said we're discriminatory because we believe marriage is one man, one woman. Mm. Now, during the marriage debate in 2012, 2013, the politicians said, and I've actually just published a video last night, saying that the um, that the politicians promised that a view of marriage as one man, one woman would not be treated as discriminatory. They promised us that. So they haven't delivered on that promise. Now, the, the, the problem in the judgment... So, so hang on, yeah. how do you define discrimination? Well, I, the danger is that discrimination... I mean, it's a million-dollar question. What yeah, is so, discrimination? So, so what, what's, what do you think? Discrimination? I think it's when you disagree with someone's opinion. And, and so you, you prefer another one. So you discriminate one against the other. When I go into a supermarket, if I choose Pepsi or Coke, I've discriminated against one or the other. So, so do you accept then that on that issue of marriage mm. that the Supreme Court raised, yep. your position distinguishes people and assigns different rights to people depending on their sexual preference? No, we've always argued that marriage has always been defined through culture, through history, through millennia, and by much of the world still, as one man, one woman. And right, we've said that, that, that if other people... Hang on, no, yeah, it does. But if people want to have 
their own mm. relationships in different forms, mm. that's fine. Use another name. Okay, so, so do same-sex couples, under your definition of marriage, have the same rights as a man and a woman getting married. Well, they have under the law. We're simply saying that we're coming from the perspective that marriage is one yeah. man, one woman. So, so, we've, so, we've, we've, family First has never backed away from the fact that we back a Judeo-Christian value, mm. and that is that marriage has always been defined as one man, one woman. There mm. are other forms of relationships. Use another name. That was our argument during the marriage debate. It was never a right. personal attack. It was simply saying there is a definition that that we want to stick to. So, so if the Supreme Court is concerned about defining discrimination mm. and whether or not your organisation benefits the community or whether or not by discriminating your organisation doesn't necessarily benefit the community, mm. might they not focus on that distinction? Might they not focus on the fact that under your definition, same-sex couples don't have the exact same rights as a man and a woman who want to be married? Well, uh, see, I'm not quite sure what the, 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 the point is because you are always going to have different views of relationships that work. Our argument has been... I'm saying it, it's, yours is a, absolutely yeah. a, an argument that's held by many people around the world and, mm. and, and no doubt a large portion of New Zealanders as well, if not mm. the majority. All I'm saying is that under the legal definition, it could be considered discriminatory and thus that second argument yeah. before the Supreme Court doesn't stand up. Yeah, it could, but, but the problem with the, uh, the judgment was that they said that uh, your view, our view on marriage and family wasn't acceptable, was discriminatory, even though the politicians promised us that mm. actually it wouldn't be deemed to be discriminatory. You shouldn't trust a politician. That's right, you shouldn't. <laughs> but, the, but the other problem is that the, the, the court said that if we had been uh, focused on environmentalism mm. or human rights, as per the Greenpeace case, we would have qualified. So, so, who, so does, who, does a, who does an argument hmm. for environmentalism discriminate well, against? Well, you discriminate against the forms of environment you want. And I tell you what, but, Greenpeace, but if you, if some arguing, people, no, some people love for, Greenpeace so, because so, they agree with the environmental approach and other people don't like Greenpeace because they, mm. they, they disagree with the economic harm that the environmentalism right. policies are doing. Okay. So that's discrimination as well. Greenpeace are discriminating because they're saying, we want to go down one path, mm. we want to get rid of utes and gas guzzlers. Mm. So that's discrimination as well. Okay. If that's discrimination, though, we can go back to the first argument. In the yeah. case of Greenpeace and say, well, Greenpeace pieces in the eyes of the Supreme Court the educational uh, opportunities that they offer stand up in a way that your organization no, these, no, are, these are the views of the Supreme Court no, no, yeah, yeah, the yeah Supreme and the Court. Supreme Court holds that the religion of environmentalism is okay yeah but okay. but values around family and marriage are not okay and that's what I warn is is the disturbing part of the judgment you but make? we won't back off from those views. Yeah, did you get a lot of donations after the decision? They piled, and um, and I think a lot of well, some people said that uh, when they donated to us, it was giving the two fingers to the government mm. for deregistering us. I I, I want to highlight a comment that was made on Twitter by Dewey De Boer, who's a uh, was a new conservative activist uh, candidate and, and is on a, Twitter? A, a right long right yeah I know right wing <laughs> blogger. I just I'm interested in your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, Dewey said that uh, the charity decision um, meant a good day for Christian nationalism untethered from legal restraints on political activity, the real work can begin. And I wondered mm. if, that, if that reflects your view. No, I'm not quite sure what he means by that, um, because for Family First, even though we're underpinned by a Judeo-Christian value, I've, I've worked in tandem mm. with uh, other faiths, Muslim faiths during the uh, cannabis referendum, during the euthanasia referendum, during the abortion debate. We've, we've uh, held hands mm. with other faiths and non-faiths as right. well. Does it free you up though? 
uh, not being registered? Uh, yeah. uh, absolutely, because there was always this fine line mm. about whether you were doing too much political advocacy. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we were worried that we were overstepping that mark. But then again, we were looking at other organisations, other charities like SAFE and like Amnesty International. And there's a whole lot of them who I think should be registered because mm. I think if you're non-profit, you represent a constituency of the population and, and you're entering the public debate, let's have those social debates. That is Family First CEO Bob McCoskery. Now, a quick note, Bob contacted us to challenge the quality of Greenpeace's independent research after the interview compared to Family Firsts. He pointed to an earlier judgment by the charities board which criticised some of Greenpeace's research and said they both have the same quantity of court-recognised peer-reviewed research. But as I said in the interview, the Supreme Court ruling this week, whether you agree with it or not, was unequivocal in comparing the organisations. It said the material Family First presented did not meet the same standard as Greenpeace in advancing education.